We have developed speed, but we have shut ourselves in. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. I'm a human being, god damn it! My life has value! You have meddled with the tribal forces of nature! Don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men, with machine minds and machine hearts. <laughs> Jason Hermes. And who loves you? And who do you love? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It is Reality Rants. I am Jason Burmes, brought to you by RedVoiceMedia.com. Remember, the premium portion of the broadcast starts at the top of the next hour. RedVoiceMedia.com slash Jason and RedVoiceMedia.com slash uncensored. I do want to let everybody know that across platforms, I have recently released the premium portion of the Peter Thiel watch along that I think is extremely relevant. Uh, maybe like 10 or 15 minutes of that uh, was on the regular portion of the broadcast. Now several weeks old, still relevant because although we tackle a lot of breaking news and by the way, we're going to revisit the uh, shooting over at the Christian school that really a lot of information was released within the first 24 hours. Um, maybe more than I had ever seen in any type of event like this. Uh, there's some, there's some I, I think, misguided conspiracy theories out there going around about some shoes. I saw those posts everywhere. I'm going to attempt to explain what I think is going on with the shoe controversy. And I know a lot of people aren't going to like to hear it because it has nothing to do with a false flag and has everything to do uh, with angles and video compression. Okay. And, and I know there's still a lot of people over there. You know, I had somebody in my feed talking about the Fetterman post I did and saying, oh, if you're such an expert in Photoshop, show us how it's Photoshop. Show us how it's... And I did it on air. <laughs> I already did it on air. So, like, the people that, like, love to throw mud and love to throw dirt, they just... They're in imagination land. They act like I didn't do that or they didn't watch the video far enough to see me in real time debunk the Fetterman nonsense. The video was Fetterman. 
The photograph is Fetterman. It's from a different type of lens, possibly distorted in Photoshop from a, from a lower angle. Okay, and, and that's why it looks somewhat distorted. Those pictures are Fetterman. And I believe, by the way, that the video we're looking at is not doctored, is 100% real. I've seen some other kooky stuff out there. You know, I, the, the no blood thing always kills me. When you get shot immediately, depending on where it happens, there can be a large pool of blood, a small pool of blood. You can cover up the blood, etc. It's certainly not something that's easily focused upon. But what I can tell you from the body cam footage that I've seen with those police officers is that it appears that somebody does get shot and that somebody gets killed. And, and what do you mean, uh, Jason? How, how would you know? They're in a death position. What do I mean by they're, they're in a death position? Their leg is bent in such a manner that it would not be bent that way if the person was alive or conscious. The only time you see positions of human beings like that is when they are completely and totally knocked out from a physical altercation or they're killed. Okay? So when I saw, and let me say this, all the reports I'm seeing are that the police were there and took out the suspect within 15 minutes. Good. Still not enough. You still got three dead kids and three dead administrators. Still a huge issue. But the larger issue to me is this person was clearly not mentally well. Although we have reports stating that there was no history of mental illness, the person identified as a he, him, while being a biological female, to me, that screams of mental illness. We don't know about hormones. We don't know about SSRIs or psychotropics. But I will say this. At least Tucker Carlson talked about them yesterday on his program. Led with it, really. Just I mean, to sounded a lot like Jason Burmis yesterday. And then... Out of nowhere, and you know, I forgot to go get this clip because I'd have to go download the entire show. Once again, question 9-11 on the air. I kind of out of nowhere, by the way. He said, I still don't know why 9-11 happened. And I'm being serious. They hate us for our freedoms. Wasn't a little bit more than that? Yeah, Al-Qaeda's bad. They hate us for our freedoms? So, Tucker, keep dipping that toe in 9-11 truth, brother. And, and I really hope to hear from you soon. I really hope that you swallow your pride. You do a full episode on some of the real remaining questions on 9-11. Maybe you start with United 23, like we reported on last week, and flesh it out from there, because that's now in the news again. But let's do it, Tuck. Let's have the real conversation for an hour on the biggest news show out there because it's important. Just like the Epstein case is still important, 9-11 is super important. So I'm going to start by reading this, uh, this new article on Jamie Dimon. In May, he's going to be testifying 
in this lawsuit via the Virgin Islands and Epstein, where finally the Virgin Islands are suing these banks that continue to do business with Epstein even after his last arrest. Okay, so long after the, the Palm Beach incident in which he signs a deal with Mueller and the FBI to become an informant, where he doesn't really do any jail time, where he's allowed to leave the jail almost on a daily basis. Barely a tap on the wrist. And by the way, um, to throw a little shade Tucker's way that he deserves, he brought Dershowitz on again. He continues to bring Dershowitz on, and most and I even heard uh, Jonesy say this, that J Dershowitz had been totally exonerated in the Epstein case. I don't believe that. I don't think he's been totally exonerated at all. I'm still listening to those that have accused him of uh, abuse. I'm still listening to those that aren't Dershowitz fans to the fact that Dershowitz has his hands in getting the Israelis that were detained before, on, and after 9-11 out of the country. Dershowitz has talked about the uh, Rothschilds being uh, part of his introduction, Evelyn the Rothschild, to Epstein. Dershowitz has admitted that uh, he'd been to the island once and received a massage from an old lady. As far as I know, as far as I've seen, there were no old ladies on Epstein Island. And that's not to say that everybody was underage, but certainly, uh, I don't know that there were any 30-year-olds other than maybe Ghislaine Maxwell that were around Epstein. You're, you're talking about women in their 20s, max. And, and that had been around for some time, some of which, including, uh, I believe it's Nadia Marcinkova, have been alleged to be purchased as teenagers, according to documentation. So this is a big deal. This is a big story. Uh, the Jess Staley Barclays story should have been a much bigger story. Instead, you got people memeing, ultra memeing with the list. It's the Epstein list. We've got the client list. There's no client list. It doesn't exist. It's total and completely fabricated. There is no, there are videos incriminating people. Okay. That's 100%. There are pictures incriminating people. Okay. Now, not a list, but, but people. Okay. And then there are a ton of associates that worked with Epstein financially on things that appear to be transhumanist in nature. And I'm waiting, Bannon, old Stevie B. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for those, those Epstein videos, those 16 hours of tapes. I, and, and there was another one. You know, weeks ago, when I talked about Epstein and Bannon and their meeting before his final arrest, prior to the midterms, and then I show the trailer that Bannon made that I didn't even know he made, uh, I think entitled The Monsters, where Epstein appears to agree with Steve Bannon that his two islands are islands of Dr. Moreau. Whoa! It's a pretty big admission. Islands of Dr. Moreau. 
this isn't a bad sci-fi adaptation with Marlon Brando. By the way, Marlon Brando is not really in the film that much. They got a, a body double in makeup for most of that film. By the way, let's thumbs. Can we get a hundred thumbs up, everybody? And can we get a comment in the comment section? Can we get a like? Can we get a share on Rumble? Can we get it all? Can we continue to grow the broadcast? Because we're trying to cover stuff that you're not seeing anywhere else, or you're seeing days, weeks, and months away. So let's read this piece because. This is an important development in an important case. Remember, Jess Staley has private conversations and emails with, with Epstein talking about women, possibly girls, dressed up like Snow White. And then Epstein asking if there's another request. And uh, the guy says, Beauty and the Beast. Epstein jokes that he can get half of that done for him. Beauty and the Beast makes almost no headlines. I read about it in the Daily Mail. Okay, didn't hear much about it in the United States. Still not hearing about this case with Jamie Dimon and J.P. Morgan. Same case, but again, under oath interview to be conducted in May. Let's read it. J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon will face federal prosecutors under oath about his bank's decision to retain pedophile Jeffrey Epstein as a client despite his sex trafficking. Dimon is set to give a sworn deposition behind closed doors in May, the Financial Times reported, as part of two suits brought against the largest U.S. bank by an alleged Epstein victim and the U.S. Virgin Islands, where the disgraced financier had a home. The lawsuits claim that J.P. Morgan where Epstein banked from 1998 to 2013. So apparently um, stopped banking with them in 2013. I wouldn't be surprised if there were some shell companies and still some other things going on. This guy had mucho dinero and mucho resources. And remember 2013 is far after the 2007, 2008 Palm Beach case. Just want to put that out there. Ah. Uh, they claim J.P. Morgan benefited from human trafficking and ignored internal warnings about their clients' illegal activities. Well, again, big banks love to do businesses with criminals and cartels in particular. They just do. Gotta go watch the Cocaine Cowboys series. The idea that banks don't know that their trafficking in criminal cash is absurd. Of course they know. Of Hey, the money's green. It spends, doesn't it, Mr. Diamond? A pretrial investigation later found that Diamond conducted some sort of review about the bank's relationship with Epstein in the years before he was arrested. But the bank has repeatedly denied that Diamond conducted any such review and has described the lawsuits against it as meritless. Instead, bank officials have tried to shift the blame of its business dealings with Epstein to former executives uh, uh, James Edward Jess Staley, mm -hmm, who already we, we know has given testimony. Um, let's see. JP, okay, so I guess that just ends it. JP Morgan Chase lawyers have repeatedly denied that Diamond was involved in Epstein's sex trafficking scheme, with one person familiar with an internal investigation telling the Financial Times that there is no record of Diamond being in direct communication with Epstein or being included in any discussions about retaining him as a client. That's interesting. I guess we'll find out. 
But the attorneys have previously resisted attempts to depose Diamond and had tried to limit the range of documents handed over during the pretrial process. Ding, ding, ding. We need discovery. We need discovery. We need the emails and the text messages. Instead, the bank has countersued Staley, arguing that he should be held responsible for J.P. Morgan's financial damages, damages if a federal judge, judge finds that the bank did benefit from its relationship with Epstein, which they may actually do. The lawsuit also demands Staley pay back the wages he was paid from 2006 to 2012, which could amount to tens of millions of dollars, according to Reuters. You bet it amounts to tens of millions of dollars when you're in that position. A six-year stint as the head of J.P. Morgan? That's some cheese, everybody. That's some cheese. Lawyers claim Staley witnessed and participated in sex crimes at Epstein's residences and alleges he did not disclose this despite having a fiduciary duty to do so. Staley was known to have a shared uh, to have shared a close relationship with Epstein over the years, uh, with the pair sometimes taking trips together. Isn't that lovely? Now, I believe that's Staley right there, and uh, and Epstein on the other side. There's Staley. They love each other. Not great. Yay. In total, he is said to have exchanged roughly 1,200 emails with Epstein from his J.P. Morgan Chase account from 2008 through 2012, when Epstein had over $120 million in assets at the bank. And while he was high-ranking J.P. Morgan executive, Staley is said to have visited Epstein in prison after his conviction for soliciting prostitution from a minor in 2008. And I wonder if it is even at the prison if those records exist or... Or it was, it was while Epstein was supposed to be in prison and instead just traveling around, just, tra just checking in and checking out, checking in and checking out, barely sleeping there. Because that's what happens when you're part of the power structure. Okay, but then again, it gets too far along. They'll burn your ass like they burned his ass. The, the, the twice committing suicide deal. Okay. Staley has not been convicted of any crimes in relation to Epstein. He left JP Morgan in 2013 and became CEO of Barclays in 2015. He then resigned in 2021 to contest findings by regulators on his connection to Epstein. The UK bank, uh, based bank has now admitted that the recent allegations against the former CEO were serious. Oh, Serious like his relationship to Les Wexner that apparently has been completely investigated and completely exonerated. And guess who represented Les Wexner? Alan Dirty Dershowitz, the Dersh. And by the way, get your questions and comments in. We may get some uh, questions and comments um, in the first hour before we go to the premium portion of the broadcast. I want to thank everybody who is coming over to the premium portion of the broadcast. If you did so yesterday, you got to get a look at my uh, mini documentary, Code Red, uh, from several years ago that I really felt, first of all, was timely to play as of yesterday, but also asked some of the big questions that still have not been answered to this day, five years after making that film. Just want to point that out. Epstein, um, let's see, sorry, um, let's see, 
In its lawsuit against J.P. Morgan filed in December, the U.S. Virgin Islands alleged the bank had a more than close-up view of Epstein's sex trafficking. Yet don't say. It also said the bank ignored obvious red flags relating to Epstein's accounts. You don't say. Epstein ran much of his criminal activities out of Little St. James Island, a private island he owned off the coast of the St. James Islands. The government further claimed that J.P. Morgan had more than enough exposure to Epstein's accounts to determine he was conducting criminal behavior in their territory last week. Federal Judge Jed Rakoff um, allowed the lawsuit to proceed along with one brought by an alleged Epstein victim and another against Deutsche Bank for similar charges. You got to love that they're going after the banks. It's the way to go. It's the way to go. He also ordered J.P. Morgan to hand over documents containing communications involving Diamond and former uh, general counsel Steve Cutler from before 2006 when Epstein was first arrested, along with Diamond, other senior officials at the bank like uh, Mary Erdos, the head of the bank's $4 trillion asset and wealth management business, are also expected to be deposed before the bank faces trial in both cases in October. J.P. Morgan has been contacted for comment. So th this is something we, we are going to focus on. We're going to um, continue to talk about because it is extremely important. And remember, this is completely separate from the Ghislaine Maxwell case in which we're supposed to see uh, a huge document dump of unsealed documents coming since February. You know, when the, when the, we've got the list, the list, it's a, the documents are unlocked when all that bullshit has happened. Okay. So again, we focus on things that are a reality here instead of things that are Johnny nonsense. And in that light, I want to play, um, the, this election integrity piece, basically exposing how much of a fraud it would be to go fully on. We already had our problems with mail-in ballots and ballot harvesting and the COVID-1984 nightmare, okay? And the idea that you can't say that there was any kind of election fraud if it was, quote-unquote, widespread election fraud. There's no evidence of widespread election fraud. So again, it's all semantics and bullshit. In other words, we can have any level of corruption that we want. We'll just say it's not widespread, and we'll change the definition of that. And then if you dare to question these things, we'll censor you, because that's what we do, because we set up a censorship program via all of social media over the years and, and really uh, amplified that and took it to the next level pre-COVID-1984 nightmare, in which we have a clip of the Atlantic Council teaming up with Facebook on some of these issues. But first, let's let's start with this piece, exposing um, online election fraud and, and why we should never go to a system of uh, email ballots, ever, 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 ever. I'm going to simulate being um, a voter who's voting by email. So the first thing that I have to do is I've filled out my ballot. Now I'm going to write a message to the, the county clerk. 
So, this handy email alias that I also own is countyelectionclerk at gmail.com. That's just who we're sending it to. We're going to put a um, subject line, uh, my ballot, and this is my ballot. That's our text. Now, what we're going to have to do is attach our ballot, and we're going to attach these three files. So, first page, a second page, and a signature page, which I'll show in just a sec. So, let's open those up. Those are now attached, so that's good. Now, let's go check out what each of those pages has in turn. So, these are the three exact files that I just uploaded to the email. The first page has instructions and a vote for Joe Smith and Bill Johnson. Okay, so we're voting for Joe Smith and Bill Johnson. The second page is reasonably inconsequential, but it just has another page to simulate a real ballot going over email. That vote, we're voting for Bobby Lewis. Bobby Lewis, yes. Okay. And this third page is a um, signature affirmation page, basically. Thank you. So that's our page. Now, all three of those same exact files are uploaded yes. here to the email. Yeah, this is all normal. This is all normal. Let's send it off. Sent off for a county election clerk whose email happens to be open here in Gmail on Firefox. So at this point, we're simulating sending this to the election clerk. Exactly. So the election clerk has just received an email here from our alias that we sent it from. And with subject line, my ballot, text body, this is my ballot. And it includes three images. And the first page shows that indeed our vote has been changed from Joe Smith and Bill Johnson to Mary Kane and Elizabeth Martin. And that's that's where the that's where the money is. The rest of the, the rest of the pages haven't changed. They've just been attached to make it look like it was an email. It was just exactly as it was sent, except for that one change here on the first page. So you intercepted this email on this computer and then sent it on its way. Yes, we intercepted this email on a mail client or mail server that we're running on this computer, though it doesn't have to be running on this computer. And would you be able to do this remotely? Yep. If you were to set up a mail server and spoof any computer to think that that's a valid mail server, while in fact it's a malicious mail server, you could definitely get away with the same exact result. So you have confidence that you could do this with almost any ballot being mailed by email? Yes. You might have to edit the way you do this. So some email connections are secured with TLS encryption and other forms of encryption. and. Those would require different handling, but it's definitely not out of, um, it's definitely the same level of ease to get those those ballots hacked as well. And are you going to show me a little bit how you did it, how you intercepted the ballot? It, it, if you want me to, it's very simple to show. Um, it's, it's text, but basically we edit a configuration file. This is one of the ways to see it. What we did is we sent it from our uh, email alias on this machine and um, somewhere in here it'll show that it was filtered out tell me what that is so that's uh, just basically showing that we sent it to this email address here uh, via the filtering mechanism and what does that filter do it runs a batch script on the email that switches out the vote placement the, the placement of the check so that filter is a program that changes the dot from one the filter doesn't the filter just enables us to run a bash script every time it catches an email that we want to edit. Oh, so that filter is what grabs the email. Okay, so once you grab the email, how do you change the DOM? Uh, so there are many ways to do that. 
in this particular one, given the time constraint, all we did is we pre-knew the location of both dots, so we just swapped them around. But in a real attack, you could use um, an image working tool set and an OCR tool set uh, that are both that are all free and open source to find maybe the political affiliation of a candidate or the candidate's name itself and swap a filled-in mark, which you can determine, into the into an empty blank and vice versa. Did you do it in Photoshop? Like how did you do it? We did it with a program called Image Magic. Um, on it's a Linux, it's an open source Linux program. So you did it manually. The script did it automatically. So we had to we had to program we had to we had to give a set of commands that told Image Magic exactly what to do, but Image Magic took care of that. Did you do it in bulk? Yes, it, this is this is done in bulk. I didn't I didn't touch the I didn't touch anything as the email went through. Two thousand. Yes. We could we could send emails through this all day and it did the same exact thing to them. It's right there. It's right in front of your face. Um, this isn't new, okay? And uh, it just, it, being just, a, first of all, I'm not saying that I could do these things, nor would I ever want to do these things. I'm not a coder. I'm not a hacker. But just the way the woman sits there and kind of tries to understand it and pick it apart with not much knowledge about the subject, right? Like, she's like, wait a minute, so the filter did it? No, 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 no. I know the filter's grabbing everything. Okay, so what, like Photoshop? No, 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 no. We have an automated program, Image Magic, that's doing it. So one at a time, no, 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 no. All day, every day, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, really millions if they wanted to. Hmm. That seems safe. Um, so with that, I wanted to play this clip of voter fraud being exposed, okay? And somebody who was supposed to have uh, come in third in, I believe, a New Hampshire race won the race. You know, oh, wow, that, that could never, it happened. That could never happen. That's conspiracy theory. This is um, Michelle Long Spears' race. She was initially declared third place, but she actually won. And she figured out something was wrong. There were uh, precincts where there were actually zero votes recorded for her and she found it very suspect and she demanded that they recount the ballots and it turned out that she had won the election. Um, and these are just a few. Uh, I don't even have time to go into all of the races that there are that there's good data for where the machines counted incorrectly. Antrim County, Michigan is a prime example. There were 6,000 votes for Trump that were accidentally counted by the machine for Biden. Uh, New Hampshire, there was a race where the machines actually counted incorrectly because there was a fold in the ballot. And So once again, not widespread, widespread voter fraud. 6,000 votes, that's not widespread. You get it? No, they're accidents. They're not features built in. They're accidents. Oh, everything's an accident. Everything's incompetence. Nothing's widespread. Nothing's malicious. We fortify elections. We don't fix them. The shadow of the fold made the machine think that the bubble was filled in when it wasn't, and the machines counted incorrectly. So these are the types of things that just having these digital ballot images on hand can actually help us identify. I worry, I worry 
how many of these races are we not knowing or do we not know about where the machines are counting incorrectly? The ones that we've caught are usually where it's really obvious if there's tens of thousands of votes missing, but maybe it's a close race and, and we may not be ca catching it. So that's one of the main reasons I'm advocating for the digital ballot images to be um, public. I think that it is going to increase confidence and accuracy. And I, I think that we do not have nearly enough checks on the actual machines. There are very few states, almost no states that are actually auditing 100% of the ballots of 100% of the races. I think Maryland is, is actually the only one right now. And again, Jimmy Carter and the James Baker wanted like a 3% random audit of the machines. We don't even have that. We don't even have that. And, and kudos to this person for stepping up to the plate and saying, hey, uh, maybe we catch some of the more obvious ones, but we're not going to catch all of them. Really? No, no kidding you're not going to catch all of them. How about that? Weird. Okay. I'm going to shift gears, although I do have uh, some Atlantic Council, disin uh, Atlantic Council disinformation clips. I've got Fauci talking about disinformation. And uh, I think in the premium portion of the broadcast, we're going to play the second half of that Alex Karp interview that we only got through like the first 15 or 16 minutes of in light of the fact that Palantir is always going to be relevant. Peter Thiel is continuing to be relevant. Um, Alex Karp, Bilderberg, these are things, the security state, that constantly integrate to all these other topics, okay? But first, what I want to do is I want to I address this really quickly because I think it needs to be addressed, okay? Now, first of all, Right away, what you do is you get the image that this is the shoe in the left, right? Puma suede. I've got a pair downstairs. They're not black. They are maroon. They are the exact um, shoe that you're seeing uh, behind my head, okay? Now, the first thing I am going to say about this is, one, this is 360p video. 360p video. Okay, let's start there. Two, the the uh, flame end, and I and I'm not sure whether or not right here is uh, plastic or reflective. It almost doesn't even matter. But you're looking at an above shot. Okay, and now we don't know whether or not a uh, a shoelace might be hanging over. Uh, we don't know whether or not there's a glare there. And although it looks darkened, again, the shadow of the pants that are cuffed could also be causing that. All right. So when I see the videos, okay, and they're so, so far away and every other part of the shoe matches up with the shoe of the dead victim. And I really not a victim. They, they went in and killed kids. Okay, um, but the pe people that the police shot, the soles are the same, the front ends are the same, and, and really the sides are more than likely the same. That's just so far out and so compressed that you can't see it. Now, I won't be surprised when more video comes out and perhaps you can see the flames. But so many people I, I see posting this and just, you know, immediately it, it 
it rang alarm bells in my head. And by the way, I looked at it and I'm like, well, that is odd. And then I thought about it for a second and I looked at the angles and I went and I downloaded the videos. And one of the things that I noticed when I downloaded them is again, there was no real 720p version. It was all 360p. So you're talking about not even standard definition, which is 480p. And um, I, I really think that's what we're seeing in that anomaly. You know, we're, we're simply not seeing the details underneath the white stripe. And as far as the white stripe not fitting the exact uh, way that you would expect it, again, I, I think it's an angle and a compression uh, thing, H264 compression and illusion. Everything points to this person being the person who did this from the manifesto to the fact they wanted to shoot kids in another school to the fact that they wanted to harm family members, et cetera. Uh, and, and the fact that the, the person was clearly mentally ill, clearly mentally ill. But again, you can't talk about that. Oh, no, 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 no. In fact, just quickly, uh, I want to go over this. And then I'm gonna we're going to hit some of your questions and comments, by the way. That's the next thing we're going to do. We're going to go down the line and do that. No laughing matter. Biden is slammed for cracking a joke when asked his views on transgender school students motive. So pretty repulsive. But here, here you go. OK, so do you believe that Christians were targeted at a Christian school? where a former student who renounced Christianity and put it as part of their motivation, targeted Christians. It's, it's, it's a no-brainer, of course. Now, love or hate Josh Hawley, he, he said that that was the case. And then the immediate knee-jerk Biden reaction of joking around, because no one's ever going to hold his feet to the fire, because he doesn't run anything, because he's a zombie puppet, okay? He can barely... He can barely stay awake during the day. He has to stop himself from shitting himself in public. All right, but this this is this is classic Joey B. This is I'm a partisan hack. They were. What do you say to that? Well, I probably don't. That. <laughs> well, I probably didn't. <laughs> it's funny. Dead kids are funny. No, I have no idea. I'm joking. I have no idea. I mean, pretty basic, pretty basic. And you don't have to be a Christian conservative to point that out at all, at all. All right, let's get to your questions and comments for the next 15 or 20 minutes or so. Get them in. We'll see if we're able to scroll all the way down, more than likely not. But then again, they jump big time. I want to remind everybody to come on over to redvoicemedia.com slash Jason or redvoicemedia.com slash uncensored. Sign up for the first week for only a dollar and it's 10 bucks a month or lock it in for the year. Lock it, lock it, lock it in for that year. And what? It's a hundred bucks. You save 20 bucks. It's not just Jason Burmis. It's not just Matt Couch. It's not just Chad Canton. It's Alicia Powell. It's the Juice Bros. It's Ray Dietrich. It's Drew Burquist. And uh, sooner rather than later, we're going to have an actual 
12-hour lineup most of the day. How many networks are kicking that jam out? Not many, if any. So props to them. Thumbs them up. Subscribe, share, hit that like button. Tell people about the program. Check out the alternatives. Rockfin, Rumble, Bandot Video. We're on BitChute. You name it, okay? We want more free speech, not less. So with that being said, let's do this. Okay. You should go on ROTC, Revenge of the Sis with Mersh and Royce. Best show on YouTube and Rumble besides yours, of course. Well, thank you. I don't, I don't, I've heard of Revenge of the Sis. Um, I don't know that I've ever been approached by those guys. I've got a ton of requests right now to go on shows and they get, they get just jumbled up in my, you know, overly spammed email. And then I, I don't catch up with a lot of people or I do them quickly and I forget them. I just did a really good one uh, with an individual overseas that uh, I should, actually a couple good ones with individuals overseas that I should, I should post um, because they're not going to get the, the viewership. In fact, maybe tomorrow uh, in the second half of the program, we'll post one of those videos. Remember, we do it Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m., that's 8 a.m. Eastern, um, and we do that second hour starting at the next top of the hour. Time for some Johnny nonsense, you bet. Notify me, notify you. Good morning, Jason. There, you've been notified. And, and by the way, I've had people tell me they've been unsubscribed several times. They never get a notification. Got to go over to the Rumble. You know, 17,000 plus strong over at Rumble, and... Our videos are getting three times, three to four times the number of views over at Rumble than they are on YouTube, period. They, they just are. That's the way it is. Oh, good morning, champ. Morning, Brigade. Good morning, morning, morning. Lots of mornings. Morning from the Jersey Shore. We got some mornings. Hello, mornings. Hello, all. By the way, Eva Welch in there. We, we met her down in D.C., I believe. Thanks for being a part of the Burmese Brigade. Howdy, friends. Check, check. I'm about to eat my last mushrooms. I was about to watch America's Untold Stories Operation Paperclip Part 2. This better be good, Jason. Well, I hope I didn't disappoint because um, for me, watching documentaries on Operation Paperclip are extremely interesting. I continue to do so. Uh, lots of World War II in color, Apocalypse Stalin, Apocalypse Hitler, Nazi blueprints. Uh, a lot of American Heroes channel lately for this guy. Uh, from the photo of Diamond, you can't help but notice his believe me eyes. Oh, Jamie Diamond. My goodness. It's a fascinating, uh, contrarian barbarian on AOC. It's a fascinating episode. Good morning, folks from FEMA Region 4, Old Hickory, Tennessee. How we doing, Scott? How we doing, Karen? Uh, there's more Epstein didn't kill himself. Yes, there's plenty of evidence that Epstein did not kill himself. Not another pumped up kicks. Nope. Best intro on YouTube. Glad you like the intro. Love the intro. Uh, let's see. Lots of good mornings. Yes, we are in a distorted reality. Hey, hey, I just happen to be awake at 5 a.m. So not an early riser usually, but I went to sleep super early. We've been going to sleep super early over here. Super early over here. Yes, the leg is bent in the video backwards as somebody who got shot. That is correct. That is what we saw. Period. 
That is ex exactly correct, Omundo. Uh, I don't think anything was a deep fake. Just pointing that out. Uh, I agree with that. They were dead. Yep. Uh, yes, got lit up immediately. Women are super flexible. You should see how I can bend my legs. Oh, Jenny Simone. Ha, ha, ha. Yes, um, legs, but this is half of the leg at the knee part bent backwards. Just want to put it. I haven't seen the video, but I know there are positions people go in when their brain goes out. Yes. I mean, again, you watch that. It's it's a death position. It's an oversauce. Um, morning to the moderators. Love them all. I love them too. Getting in a flexible position and staying that way are different. And, and again, it's not it's not the leg at the hips. It's the leg at the knee. Tucker is absolute controlled opposition. You know, that may be the case, and I don't love the China fear-mongering over there. And look, this is a guy that has the most popular show on television, who's a multimillionaire who comes, uh, you know, from a rich family as a trust fund kid. I'm not putting all my hopes and dreams in the tuck. But when the Tuckins continues to question 9-11, I have to give him props, period. When the Tuckins says, why did 9-11 happen? Why can't we ask about Building 7? I was wrong about the Iraq war. Who else do we have that's even remotely close to that in the mainstream media? And who else do we have in the mainstream media that's even close to that with an audience like Tucker? We don't. We don't. Period. Just saying. It's not It's not a real thing. Killed by pronouns in school. How ironic. Good morning, contrarian barbarian. Okay. Yes, you can buy me coffees down below. All the links to support the program uh, are down below. Controlled opposition is still useful 80 plus percent of the time. Interesting. Uh, staged event as all of them are, Burmese. No. No. Sorry. See, the, the mindset that you have to think that every event is a false flag or we're being lied to completely about it or that people on psychotropic medications don't snap and kill other people. That's just not real. They're not all staged. Okay. And, and, and I've said it from the beginning and I'll say it today over a decade later they killed kids at Sandy Hook. They murdered them. Kids died at Sandy Hook. Okay? It, 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 I, I've looked at it and done deep research on it. Probably more than 99.99% of the population. Maybe 99999% of the population. And look, people are entitled to believe whatever they want. That doesn't mean that you're correct. Okay, that doesn't mean that you're right. And, and quite frankly, you kind of show your ignorance and bask in it by saying things like that. But then again, the vast majority of those people that say those things are anonymous social media users. They don't put their real name and their real face out there. All, when you make a blanket statement about all events being staged events, that's a ridiculous statement, period. You've got to have discernment. You've got to look at each event individually. You have to look at the available evidence. 
And then you have to look at the evidence that may be being suppressed. Imagine that. Imagine that. Time to go back and perform autopsies on all mass shooters. Are we going to find many sexual deviants? Well, I think, once again, there was a time and a place in this country where that was obvious, where it was even in our mainstream entertainment. You look at the Silence of the Lambs, and I go back to the Silence of the Lambs many times. Why? Because in that, you had um, the major killer being somebody that suffered from gender dysmorphia or dysphoria or whatever you want to call it. I mean, that's where the tuck it in, who, I, I death me, would you F me, I death me, Buffalo Bill. And we, we forget about that. And boy, that movie now, you, you like Silence of the Lambs and Anthony Hopkins and Jodie Foster? You're a bigot. You're a bigot. You hate trans people. What? Somehow CNN had a super detailed long article written ready to go as it happened. They always do that. Building 7, the senator's speech is on the 6th of January, predicting the future, including shooting Babbitt. I don't know that there's any video of someone predicting Babbitt being shot on January 6th at all. Um, Building 7, a totally different story. That that is something, obviously, that there were premeditated narratives that were set to go out via 9-11. And yes, it's extremely egregious that the BBC on that day had said that the Solomon Brothers building, aka Building 7, had collapsed and it still took another 20 minutes and it's in the video behind the person. So what that tells me is that, yes, someone got the memo, someone got the newswire, someone reported it too quick. As far as CNN's super detailed article, I, I'd have to I'd have to see the timestamp on it. Um, if you get an article up within the first hour of an event like that, that just means you have a quick writer. Just saying. And then as far as January 6th goes, you can watch me um, interviewing Whitney Webb prior to January 6th and talking about what may or may not happen there. And Webb did a great job of talking about how it was more than likely going to be a trap, which it was, and that they wanted a type of protest and resistance that they could exploit, which they did. So, you know, Whitney Webb didn't have any insider information on that either. She was just looking at the scenarios that were all around us. Um, let's see. Five o'clock shadow band says he should have Jason on his show. You should go on. Okay. You've already said that. Uh, they reported that the shooter had emotional issues and was being treated by a doctor. I would consider that mental health problems. Well, once again, you know, if you look at the New York post article, they were trying to say there was no history of mental illness. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Does it? Uh, again, I think you look at this, you're going to find out this person was on hormones and SSRIs. And that's why uh, Tucker had the most important segment on it yesterday of all. And, it, and you know, look, to Tucker's credit, the week before, he was talking about, or just days before, wasn't even the week before. It was like Monday. He was talking about transgender um, ideology pushing um, guns and violence. And, and then this happens. 
I mean, that one podcast that was put out by NPR talking about this, just like really bizarre, really, really bizarre. I like Paul Joseph Watson's breakdown on the she want to have a he-dangler murderer. Don't know. Didn't didn't see it. Nah, there are actually some bad players with mental issues that do bad things. Correct. Thank you. Thank you for that, Scott. We appreciate it. NDA are, as far as I'm concerned, admissions of a cover-up. Dirty Dersh. Go, go back and watch the senator's speeches on January 6th. Uh, or the 6th of January. I watched it live on my TV while PC screen had smoke and scan with split screens uh, and a police camera. There's no way they rewrote the speeches setup. I mean, the setup's a definite possibility. Uh, we're less than 10 minutes away from premium. Redvoicemedia.com slash Jason. Redvoicemedia.com slash Uncensored. Remember, you can uh, listen to the whole thing for free live over at Podbean. Uh, the Info Warrior channel that's made available every single day. So you look, the premiums out there. If you don't want to pay for it, if you just want to listen to it, Hillary Dersh got squirmy when Kim Iverson brought up Epstein. Really, I like Kim Iverson. Um, you know, she was with the Hill for a while. I'm not sure if she went back there, uh, doing a lot more independent things. Blew up pretty quickly, and you know, let, let's just be honest. It's a lot easier for an attractive female to blow up in this space um, than it is for the average Joe. Looks matter. I'm rough. I mean, look at me. Look, I mean, I don't look ter as terrible today. At least we put a little gel in my hair, but the grays are popping. You know, there's no makeup on the face. Uh, the imperfections are showing. And... Iverson in particular has gone farther than many, but not far enough on some. And I, I do appreciate the position on Fauci. For those that don't know, Fauci was set to appear on the Hill. And they essentially told her not to show up that day because they feared that she would ask some real questions of Anthony Fauci. Okay. And that kind of brought an end to that relationship. Good. Stand up for your principles. We need more people to do that. Um, let's see. Nobody under 30 for a thousand miles. I regret having had dinner with him. That is a Bill Gates quote. Old lady is cold uh, is code for 13 year old. That's the Dershowitz talk. Uh, apparently I was the only one watching and listening to the Senator's speeches on the 6th of January. Even Rand Paul was in on it. They all were describing the events of that day in detail. How did they know? Well, you got to send me some links. Every, my DMs are open. Uh, I remember, Jenny, it was a membership uh, 800 number. Not sure what we're talking about there. I know that ALS Jackson has apparently retracted a bunch of his statements. Um, okay, someone noticed. YouTube channel is dark journalist about Steve Bannon and mystery schools. Don't know what that means. Have some context, Lena and Edwards. Did you know Marlon uh, Brando was Superman's dad? Big fan of the Superman series, uh, Richard Donner films. Yes, I did. Um, yes, let's get those thumbs up. Five minutes away from the premium portion of the broadcast where we're going to play um, a little disinfo Fauci 
um, some Atlantic Council disinfo, and the rest of the carp. Got my thumb, Jason. Sorry for my etch-a-sketch memory. That's all right. derp a derp 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 Love those derps. Uh, Jamie Diamond, friend of Epstein. Weird. He has been so good for everyone. <laughs> uh, let's see. What do we got? Um, see, the, see, Jenny, this, this shows that you need to get a grip on reality. I'm sorry, and I'm not trying to be mean to you. But Epstein is dead, and yes, Ghislaine Maxwell is in prison. So let me repeat that for you. Epstein is a dead man, okay? His, his face was blue and purple. The photographs are real. People were at the autopsy that then questioned the actual autopsy and blew the whistle on the fact that it appeared that he was strangled and murdered and did not kill himself after an incident where they said he tried to commit suicide, but then he told his lawyer that Nicholas Tartiglione, an accused quadruple murderer and ex-cop, had attacked him. Now, you can ignore those things, but that's reality. Okay, and you can ignore the pictures of Ghislaine Maxwell in prison, but that's reality. You can ignore the video conferences she's now done with 60 Minutes in the prison while 60 Minutes is sitting there with her brother, but that's reality, okay? Reality happens. You can't dismiss it. It's not malleable. Now, on the other end, you're allowed to believe whatever fantasy you want, but I'll say it again. Epstein is dead. There is no list, and Ghislaine Maxwell is in prison, Okay? There, there is, Glenn Maxwell does not have a body double either. There's no evidence of that at all. Not was there some chicanery when she was on the run with the pictures and things like that? Sure. But what you're saying isn't real. Okay. It's not real. You need to take a step back, look at the real evidence and have some discernment. Can we get 200 thumbs up by the way? Can we get this one out there? Um, this isn't over until, uh, Les Wexner, at least we just have to pray they go there. They're not going to Wes Wexner. Wexner has been pretty exonerated and Wexner, uh, is not a bank. As far as I know, the Virgin Islands isn't going after Wexner. They should be. My sister was a high level PA at a big law firm in WPB. She won't talk. He didn't have much De Niro as much as, uh, he had muchos resources. It's like fed evidence. They have at their disposal. Money means nothing to the Satanists. Well, it's controlling the resources that actually uh, matter. Let's see. They found a woman serving life in prison, probably for murder, and offered her a deal. Uh, again, the, what you're saying here is totally made up. It has no basis in reality, Jenny. Like, you're just posting that. You, There is no woman that they found to be a body double of Ghislaine Maxwell. That's not real. That's not real. And if you think that is real, you probably need to take a step back. You need to go outside, okay? Get some fresh air, some sunlight, go over some thoughts in your head, okay? And try, and try to work out why you believe that. Don't get me wrong. We've been lied to about a lot of things. And a lot of things are part of a facade. But I assure you, Ghislaine Maxwell, 
was in court in New York, was in jail there, lost the case, and is currently in prison. That's all real. Okay? That's all reality. And that's why this is reality rants. So, folks, on your way out, I'm going to give the cue to the producer as we are getting ready to go over to the other side. I want to thank uh, Fadista for the $5 tip over on the Rockfin. Um, but we're going to start leaving these, and uh, we're going to start with uh, YouTube. YouTube, I love you. Uh, you know, I take the questions and comments over there. I, I hope you appreciate it, and I hope you appreciate that we try to stay on course and in the realm of truth, not Johnny nonsense, not made up, um, just total disinfo, not heroes on message boards, not Q and nonsense, not body doubles and false flags and deep fakes all the time. No, we're in a place called reality. So YouTube, we'll see you later. Goodbye, Rockfin. Okay, we'll see you later, Twitter. And we appreciate you for rumbling. Okay, we'll wait for the text. And then uh, what we're going to do is we are going to jump over to this Atlantic Council piece. And uh, this is the Atlantic Council partnering with Facebook back in 2018 on the disinformation campaign, because this is a long-term campaign, okay? With the Digital Forensic Research Lab at the Atlantic Council, where I lead long-form reporting focused on the US and aggregate trends and disinformation. Now, the DFR Lab's mission is to identify, expose, and explain disinformation. We're internationally focused, but we found that our think tank affiliation and proximity to DC really helped us drive both tech policy and U.S. policy with regard to the evolution of this field. Uh, DFR Lab itself got its start in 2014, uh, a series of projects focused on open source reporting coming out of the Syrian civil war. Uh, back then, we were just a handful of contract researchers. At this point, we've grown to about 30 full-time staff, most based overseas in uh, Bogota to Brussels to Delhi. We've covered about 50 elections and major political events, the 2019 EU parliamentary elections, the Brazilian election, of course, the 2018 midterms. We've uncovered recent for-profit troll farms in Tunisia and Canada. Uh, and we've conducted close examinations, particularly of Iranian and Russian information operations. And most recently, we've done tons of reporting related to international misinformation around COVID-19, as well as misinformation from a variety of domestic actors regarding the George Floyd protests. So take a look at this guy. This is the arbiter of truth. This is the person that's going to fish out the disinformation and the misinformation. Again, I don't love picking on people's physical appearances because I'm no Adonis. I'm no model. But I'll be damned. I'll be damned if I'm going to take serious advice from a pale, pasty, soft, overweight person with a terrible hairline that's telling me about Iranian, Russian, and domestic disinformation on behalf of the Atlantic Council 
with a with the book like war behind him. And and again, I find it hilarious. You watched yesterday, you'll know. Oh, Hotez and Nina Jankowitz, they have books behind them. They must be smart. This guy's got books behind him. He must be smart. This person is a regurgitator. He is a repeater for the propaganda machine. He doesn't have an original thought in his head. Okay, his thoughts and his attitude are manufactured by a narrative that is meant to control the vast majority of us. Not empower us, but enslave us through hate and lies. That's reality. And 2016, though, was very much the origin for our center. And 2020 has always been the big game, the big focus. And uh, we're rapidly approaching it now. Over time, our organization has evolved very much into a kind of journalistic outlet focused specifically on chronicling disinformation and social media manipulation. So now they're they're a journalist. The Atlanta Council is a journalistic outlet. Oh, well, that, that's great to know. Fan, your journal, you're a journalistic outlet. Okay. All right. Whatever, whatever you say, buddy, we're turning towards a journalistic outlet. We've got authoritative sources taking on the Russian disinformation campaigns. What a bunch of horseshit. Like out and out horseshit from this guy. We've tried to build a real emphasis on language skills and trying to contextualize these different campaigns, put them in their local political context. Uh, for this very important initiative, I think we'll be well positioned to focus on the spread of misinformation in immigrant and diaspora communities. And where relevant, uh, we'll be able to trace foreign uh, disseminated disinformation back to its sources and help contextualize it for reporters. We're very happy to join this important effort and to lend our investigative skills to it. They don't have investigative skills. The, if they if they were actually investigators, they would find out that the Russian disinformation talking points are Johnny nonsense, that the great narrative being pushed uh, is by globalist organizations such as the UN, the World Health Organization, Davos, as a front for a predator class that is coming in to not only track, trace, database, everything that we do, but get under our skin and go from the internet of things to the internet of bodies while they eviscerate, erode, and destroy what is left of our constitutional republic and our individual rights. Because this is based on the idea of Malthusian authoritarianism and control through collectivism. And here's the Fouch telling you all about disinformation. Anthony Fauci, just the most beloved man out there in the world at this point. Lesson nine. Why do I know about this? Um, <laughs> misinformation is truly the enemy of pandemic control. And unfortunately, I think we all know I don't have to tell this audience this. So here it is. Why COVID vaccines can't contain a, a tracking microchip or make you magnetic. So, so again, every single time we go to one of these people, the first talking point 
are what? Microchips in the vaccines to track you. Microchips in the vaccines, they love that one. They love that one. They don't want to talk about mRNA and the Defense Department. Last night, uh, to Rand Paul's credit on Sean Hannity, he talked about the furin cleavage site, which is uh, essentially a gain of function, a.k.a. biological warfare mechanism that is imposed upon a natural virus to make it more virile, to make it more deadly, and it does not occur in nature. And yet, the COVID-1984 nightmare had that site and had HIV in that site. But you can't call it a bioweapon. And Fauci will sit here and continually tell you that it is zoonotic and natural. Meanwhile, what? Widespread misinformation about infertility continues to create COVID-19 vaccine hesitancy. Um, no. Uh, infertility issues are real. This is a bioweapon they attack people with. Uh, immediately, you saw what was the, the, the hate and lie shot they told you was the best thing since breakfast. Once it was injected in people, they said it was going to stay at the site, didn't stay at the site. Seemed to go right... After uh, women's uh, fertility organs, men's testes, oh, also seem to penetrate the blood-brain barrier via the lipid nanoparticles. But we won't talk about microchips, Jason. We won't talk about microchips. The anti-vaccine propaganda of Robert F. Kennedy Jr., we got a clip right now of Robert Kennedy Jr. admitting this is Defense Department created, Defense Department run. And he says, essentially, Pfizer and Moderna just slapped their label on it. And Moderna would have slapped their label on anything because they were a zombie company with no products, not making any money. And now it's billions, baby. Billions in that sweet, sweet, sweet government contract money. Protected by that sweet, sweet emergency indemnity so we can do whatever the truck we want. Fact check. Johnson & Johnson. None of these are vaccines. Not one. Not one. There's not one that would fit the definition of a traditional vaccine. These are mRNA and vector-based shots of hate and lies. Injectable bioweapons. And the Defense Department never has to tell you that because they're the Defense Department. And they're allowed to lie to you. They are liars. Another great point brought up by the Tuck saying, hey, wait a minute. Um, they lie to you and they're allowed to lie to you and they continue to lie to you. So you shouldn't trust anything they say. You don't trust known liars. And unfortunately... That then um, gets into the Jenny Simones of the world that just everything is a lie and everything is fake and there's body doubles and clones and de no, no. And they allow for these, these type of debunks to happen. Is that we are living in an absolute sea of misinformation. 
a sea of we are living in a sea of misinformation because of people like Anthony Fauci, because of people like Michael Pompeo, because of people like Peter Hotez. And hey, the funny thing is, if you get to the run up of the 2020 elections, when it's still Operation Warp Speed and Trump, uh, Kakamala, Cackle, Cackle Mama, that's what we'll call her, Cackle Mama Harris, not Kamala, Cackle Mama Harris, or Cackle Mama Embarrass, I, I'm not taking no shot if it's the Trump administration, and, and Andrew Capo Cuomo, America's governor, same thing, same talking points. I ain't trusting nothing out of the Trump administration. Well, as soon as the tables had turned and it flipped over and they fortified the election, and they put Zombie J and Cackle Mama in there, safe and effective, safe and effective. We're taking the shots. Can't wait to take the shots. Same shots, same Department of Defense driven hate and lie shots, but now we're in power. Now we're going to use it as a political tool because, hey, people don't seem to have any type of memories, and those that have embraced the two-party system have been beholden to Stockholm Syndrome for quite some time because they defend the idea that Joe Biden won a free and fair election and got 81 million votes. And this kind of integrates into what we were showing you via voter fraud and online email ballots. But then what we have today with the machines. 6,000 votes in one place flipped to Biden from Trump. No, there's no widespread voter fraud. We'll put widespread in front of it. And, and that way we can have voter fraud, but it'll never hit the widespread. So we'll have our talking point. It's all Bernaysian illusions. It's all PR, propaganda. That's what it is. Public relations, lies. ...and disinformation that is propagated very effectively by social media. And I'm not so sure how we're going to get around that, but it can be causing lives. Myth yeah, I mean, th this guy cost millions of lives. Uh, in the long run... When we're, we're going to see the effects three to five years out, we're about a year out from starting to see the real effects of this thing, by the way. I want to put that out there. I always said three to five years and, and things are going haywire. We just don't know why everybody's sick. We just don't know why myocarditis has exploded. Oh, the vaccines aren't killing athletes on the playing field. There's no such thing as died suddenly. Really? I mean, if Fauci told me, because he, I mean, Fauci is the, the apex of truth. Disinformation and disinformation costs lives. There's no doubt about that. And the misinformation and disinformation that has people not wanting to get vaccinated costs lives. The arrogance of these people. When you can read books like this and many other publications and understand the history of eugenics that our country has been a part of the idea that the term vaccination was used to sterilize people sterilize them 
do horrific experimentation, inject them with live viruses. You know, maybe we should bring that up. It's always extremely hard to find, but let's do it live. Um, I remember it was in Brooklyn. Brooklyn Children's Hospital injected kids with cancer. Oh, oh, look at that. Right there, first thing. Huh. Look at that. And, and look, I mean, that's the one story we got. And every other story is something different. All right. And I, this one isn't even the oldest story. Okay. New York's New York City's forgotten cancer scandal. The front page headline of the New York World Telegram in January 20, 1964, shocked readers charged hospitals shot live cancer cells into patients. You bet they did into kids. The stunning accusation was Brooklyn's Jewish Chronic Disease Hospital, a facility known for serving an elderly population and those in need of long-term physical care, was conducting cancer experiments on unsuspecting non-cancerous patients. And by the way, we, we've got stuff from the 70s, all right, where they're supposedly injecting kids that have cancer with things like herpes and uh, I believe even, uh, you know, you know what? I, I don't want to say it. Let's, let's see. Uh, injected people, injected with herpes. See if we find another article here. Um, that's Mount Sinai. Let's see. Herpes cases among babies linked. Nope. That the ultra oxidized. This was like a 2010 article and I did a video on it in 2010. Let's try DuckDuckGo. Let's see if there's a difference from big Google. I mean, the, the story I just brought up should alarm you. They're just injecting people with cancer in the sixties. That, that should, that should make you take a step back that maybe I don't trust the government. All right. Um, not cut. Let me. We'll go to news. See if that is. Uh, that's five days ago. Three years ago. I assure you, it is real. In fact, if I went to, let's see if we could do that really quickly. If I went to my studio on YouTube, thumbs it up, subscribe and share, everybody. And we go to content. All right, we go to videos, and we want to go all the way to the end. Let's go all the way to the end. Can I just go all the way to the end? I'd like to. It doesn't do that for me. I guess I got to keep going. It's all right. While I do it, I guess we'll bring it over here so you guys can watch me do it live. And we will play this old school clip of Jason Burmes from 2010-ish. I would say about these children, because I know that it is going to be on the last page of this. How many videos we've done? These are videos that got uploaded, everybody, just so everybody knows. These are uploaded videos. Okay, now we're getting there. So a little bird experimentation. Here it is. Eight minutes long. This is from, when's it published on? Guess we'll find out when we go there, guys. Okay, 12 years ago, 12 years ago, 2011, and let's just uh, let a little Jason Burmes 
Give you some punk rock politics. Hey everybody, Jason Burmis here with another punk rock politics video blog. And before we get into today's subject matter, I'd like to thank the good people over at MusicCitySigns.com for providing me a printout of the backdrop I designed a couple of months ago. No longer will I have to sit in front of my 50-inch television projecting this and then cropping out what I don't want. I have an actual physical background. So thanks again so much, fellas. Go check them out over at MusicCitySigns.com. So what are we going to be talking Still got that background, by the way. Look at that young Jason Burmis. I know he's got a filter and he's shiny. Used a Magic Bullet software for that back in the day. And now obviously everything's a little cut off because I have it cropped up. But you're not going to be missing any of the meat and, meat and potatoes of this one. Talking about today. Well, today I would like to discuss in detail the recent revelations from the Associated Press on human experimentation that took place in this country that has only now been revealed. Most of these experiments have really been relegated in history to Nazis and other tyrannical governments. But anybody who's listened to my show or seen some of my past work knows that I've talked about things like artichoke, MK Ultra, the Tuskegee experiment where they gave black men syphilis and let them suffer. But folks, these revelations are on another level. These ones involved disabled people, the elderly, ill patients in Brooklyn hospitals, and even mentally retarded children. I know it sounds unbelievable. I know it sounds horrific, but there are in-depth articles, four, five, six, seven pages long out there from this study by the Associated Press, whether it be the Daily Mail, MSNBC, Fox News. You didn't see it on the actual news programs, but if you went to the websites, there were these in-depth reports. So let's go over these experiments one by one and discuss their importance. In 1942, the U.S. government, the federal government, commissioned experiments in which they injected a flu vaccine into male patients at the state asylum in Michigan, then gave them the flu. Now, this experiment was actually co-authored by uh, Dr. Jonas Stock. Now, anybody who knows anything about history, this is the guy who came up with the polio vaccination. Now, why is this important? Well, what a lot of people don't understand about the polio vaccination is from 1955 to 1963, they used SV40 in this vaccine. What is SV40? Well, it is simian virus 40, a live cancer virus. There are numerous reports out there of people actually winning million dollar lawsuits of people being injected with live cancer. But don't trust Jason Burmis. Go look it up yourself. Now, during studies in the 1940s that were also federally funded, they thought it would be okay to inject mental patients in Middletown and Norwich, Connecticut with hepatitis, folks. And the main doctor behind this was Dr. W. Paul Havens Jr., who was also behind and an expert for the World Health Organization, a known eugenics operation. 
a known population control device. Unbelievably, during this time period, 11 public service employee volunteers, people who weren't even being paid and had no idea what was about to happen to them in Minnesota, were injected with malaria and then starved for five days to see what the effects would be. They were also, in some cases, subjected to hard labor. Folks, this is appalling and disgusting and needs to be a piece of history that is explored further and expanded upon in the public consciousness. In 1957, Maryland prisoners were injected with flu virus nasally. Now, why am I discussing this now? Well, over the past couple of years, it has now become commonplace that people get vaccinated from the flu. How? Not only by injection, but through their nasal passages. So we should be taking a look at this experiment as well. Now, moving on, it's important to understand that during the 40s and 50s, uh, we saw a huge growth in big pharma and the healthcare industry, accompanied by a boom in what? Experimentation on prisoners. Now, not all of these people, and by the way, this is funded with our federal dollars. Often the case, the taxpayer are the ones working for these corporations. And these weren't always done on murderers or lifers. I mean, some of these people were actually spending seven to 12 years in prison. Can you imagine being a human guinea pig in that type of situation? Uh, right now, in fact, over 60% of this experimentation that we're seeing is overseas because they can't use prisoners in this country anymore. It came out that in 1963, researchers injected cancer cells into elderly patients in Brooklyn just to see how fast they would expand and what these patients uh, would basically experience from them. Would they end up dying from this cancer that they injected or would they be dying from the chronic illness they were in the hospital for in the first place? Now, this one just takes it over the top. From 1963 to 1966, yes, for three years, mentally retarded children, mentally retarded children were injected with hepatitis. Folks, this is just unbelievable. What a dark period in this nation's history. You see, it was through hearings in 1973 on Big Pharma and this experimentation in front of uh, Congress that essentially ended a lot of experimentation in this country. And during those hearings, they actually had to admit, Big Pharma had to admit that the reason they were doing this is because it was cheaper to experiment on prisoners than chimpanzees. Now, obviously, I think it's extremely important to note that these things don't come out until 40 and 50 years later. So God knows what they're actually doing to people in this country today. But as I stated before, a lot of this stuff has moved overseas. And that's why in our final look at these types of experiments, we're going to go to Nigeria, where recently Pfizer paid out a $75 million payment to Nigerian officials after their drug Trovan allegedly 
And I have to say allegedly, because with this $75 million, they bought silence and no wrongdoing. That's right. There was no wrongdoing, but they gave $75 million to Nigerian officials when 11 children taking Trovan ended up dying. And then the article goes on to say scores of others were crippled, were crippled, folks. Well, that wraps it up. I encourage you to go see the mainstream article. So there it is. <clears throat> everything documented, everything talked about a decade plus ago. That's a 12-year-old video. I'm getting old. That's a younger Jason Burmis. But uh, obviously, that subject matter is still important today, needs to be discussed, needs to be expounded upon, etc. period. So we, sh we showed you Fauci, big liar. Now the New York Times turns on Fauci, former China correspondent, slams COVID czar's efforts to tamp down lab leak theory, lies about effectiveness as of masks and keenness to impose stringent lockdown rules. Megan Stack of the New York Times now going after Fauci. Gee, only took three plus years from the nightmare, three plus years from what? Two weeks to slow the spread. The New York Times appeared to turn on Dr. Anthony Fauci in a recently published opinion essay that criticized the former NIH director's approach to information sharing during the COVID-19 pandemic. And by the way, Rand Paul on Hannity last night also stated that he believes that Fauci, although he said he uh, has retired, may still be on the government payroll, but not so much because he needs the scratch or the cash but because he needs to be protected by the federal government for his many crimes against humanity and his many lies told under oath, including the idea that Paul was the liar, that, I mean, and I hate even saying gain of function, that, that, that bioweapons weren't being produced via the military industrial complex in the United States and its global partnerships, because it was. And it, it's proven. The New York Times contributing opinion writer Megan Stack wrote a column titled, Dr. Fauci could have said a lot more. That primary, uh, primarily explored the government scientists' stifling of the COVID lab leak theory. And again, we got we to sit here and leak, 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 leak. No, they seeded a bioweapon. Stop with the bullshit. This is the same crowd that injected sick, mentally retarded children with hepatitis, that injected innocent people with cancer. They don't give a fuck about you at all. Not even a little bit. They don't. Stop acting like they do. They don't. They don't. They don't. Dr. Fauci could have said a lot more that primarily explored the government scientists' stifling of the COVID lab leak theory that most Americans have now come to believe. And it's unfortunate that they believe that when they should believe that they were attacked with a bioweapon on purpose and that their government officials have promulgated lies and continue to cover it up in pursuit of a command and control society outside of our constitutional republic. Okay. Stack, a former China correspondent, wrote that Fauci and uh, British zoologist Peter Daszak 
were early to refute in near absolute terms that the theory that the novel uh, coronavirus sprung out of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Let's not forget Francis Collins of the NIH and his uh, Puff the Magic Dragon song. What a piece of shit that guy is. And the thing is, the exchange with Collins and Fauci via uh, Senator Joe Kennedy, where they're just laughing. They're just laughing in your face. I mean, laughing in your face. In fact, may maybe that's the next thing I got to find. Let's find uh, Joe Kennedy, Fauci, Collins, and see if we can't find a video. Let's see if we can't find the video. Um, see, the, there, there it is, maybe in the 22, you know, C-SPAN's going to have it. But it's really, uh, Senator, here we go. Here we go. This might be it right here. Chairman, Chairwoman. Uh, Dr. Fauci, I believe you have testified that, uh, that uh, you didn't give any money to the Wuhan lab to conduct gain-of-function research. Is that right? That is correct. How do you know they didn't lie to you? <laughs> I mean, they didn't have to lie. They told them the truth. They, they told them they were conducting it. Excuse me, sir? How do you know they didn't lie to you and use the money for gain-of-function research anyway? Well, we've seen the results of the experiments that were done and that were published and that the viruses that they um, uh, studied are on public databases now. Studied. I mean, and again, he's looking for his semantic bullshit language on this one. So none of that was gain of function. So how, how do you know they didn't do the research and uh, not put it on their website? There's no way of guaranteeing that. But. In our experience with grantees, including Chinese grantees, which we've had interactions with for a very long period of time, they're very competent, trustworthy scientists. I'm not talking about anything else in China. I'm talking about the scientists. We're not making this political. We're talking about the science. It's all about the science. Science talking points, Joe. Science. That you would expect that they would abide by the conditions of the grant which they've done for the years that we've had interactions. So you don't think the Chinese would lie to you? Well, when you say the Chinese, the Chinese are a rather broad group. I know the scientists that we've dealt with have been trustworthy. Mm -hmm. You think all the scientists uh, have told the truth in terms of the origin of the Wuhan virus and not been influenced by the Communist Party of China, do you? I don't have enough insight into the Communist Party in China to know the interactions right. between them and the scientists, sir. Right. Why are we giving them money in the first place? Well, that's a very good question, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to... Oh, thank you for giving me the opportunity. The thing is, we had bioweapons labs in Chapel Hill, Fort Detrick, and a ton of others, and we wanted to kind of project the blame elsewhere for plausible deniability. Of course, he's not going to answer it that way, and I just can't stand these hearings when they're constantly thank you senator thank you congressman for the question thank you so much for having me thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you, thank you. to You're answer welcome. it um, well SARS-CoV-1 started in China in Guangdong province and it went from a bat to a civet cat 
No, no evidence of anything he's saying right here. Zero, zip, zilch. Even the where it started point. All right. Look at the real evidence. COVID-1984 was in the states in New York State particular in October or November of 19. This guy is a huge liar. Liar. To yes. a human. Yes, and excuse me, Doc, for interrupting you, but our time is so Yeah, limited. no, no, I'm, I'm going to be real quick. I, our time is so limited. Why are we giving money to the labs in China to study virology? Well, I'm, I'm going to give you a, a rather succinct answer to that, sir. I appreciate that. And that's why I was saying the SARS-CoV-1, clearly the bats that have the viruses, that are the coronaviruses, are in China. As I said, a couple of times, it's not in Fairfax County, Virginia, or is it in New York? It's in China. So if you want to show and study, importantly, the animal-human interface, the that's where the bats are. Yeah, the okay. bats. Where, I got where the bats are. I want to be sure I understand your testimony. You didn't give money to the Wuhan lab to do gain-of-function research. That is correct. Liar. And you believe they didn't do gain-of-function research because they told you they didn't. We've seen the results of the studies that they conducted. So so once again, notice how she never says they, they didn't say they didn't conduct gain-of-function research because they've never said that. Because again, that's just semantics and code word for working on biological warfare, which they were, which they were, and which he knew about. And they were not including any function. private studies. Excuse me, In including any private studies. I'm not sure what you're getting at, sir. I, I, well, here's what I'm getting at. You gave them money and you said, don't do gain of function research. Correct. And they said, we won't. Correct. And you ha have no way of knowing whether they did or not, except you trust them. Is that right? Well, we generally always trust the grantee to do what they say and you look at the results have you ever had a grantee lie to you i cannot guarantee that a grantee has not lied to I, I, and by the way i'm sure they have many 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 instances that have been recorded where grantees have been dishonest it's just the nature of the beast just want to point that out also plus because you never know yeah can we agree that if you took President Xi Jinping and turned him upside down and shook him, the World Health Organization would fall out of his pocket? I don't think I can answer that question. So. Uh, it's, it's funny. You see that? It's hilarious. I mean, I'm going to find the Francis Collins clip after this, maybe, maybe even more egregious, but it's hilarious. For the, for the idea of the great narrative we were all supposed to listen to coming from the World Health Organization to be in collusion with the Chinese Communist Party. It's funny to Anthony Fauci that Joe Kennedy would say that. Sir, I'm sorry. What do you think that the uh, President Xi Jinping has undue influence over the World Health Organization, do you? I, I have no way of knowing the influence of the President of China over the WHO. Okay, so you think the WHO is a 
completely independent body, level playing field, call it like you see it. And they really want to get to, to, to the bottom of the origin of the virus. You I mean, they're, they're selling you on the idea that it's now a natural virus that was in a lab. That's the WHO and Tedros now. Now. This is a couple of years ago now. My God. Believe that? My interaction with the WHO and for Dr. Tedros, the director general, has been one okay. that I do believe he's a person of high degree of integrity. Oh, yeah. It loves the. I mean, you know he doesn't believe what he's saying. Look at the smirkle. A little smirkle on Fauci's face. This is hilarious to him. Well, I want to ask one last question. Why, why did you guys spike, not guys and ladies, why did y'all spike the prior administration's uh, investigation into the origins of the coronavirus and whether it could have uh, come out of the Wuhan lab? Sir, I, I, we did not spike anything in the prior administration. I'm not sure what you mean by spike, but we have no influence. The State Department spiked the, the, the prior administration's right. uh, study. But that has nothing to do with the National Institutes of so Health. So they didn't consult with y'all? They did not. Liar. Did they consult with you, Dr. Cotton? I read about it in the press this morning. Doc, they just spiked it without talking to their experts? You don't want to answer that one, do you? I just read about it. Thank you, Madam Chair. <laughs> so there it is right there. There it is. I mean, they lit a Francis Collins and Fauci laughing in your face. Laughing in your face. When confronted with just the slightest, eensy-weensy, teeniest bit of truth. Collins and Fauci laughing in your face. They both deserve to be in prison. In prison. That's where they need to be. Period. No Pasco, no collect $200. Go to jail. Go to jail. And Collins knows exactly what he did. Fauci knows exactly what he did. It's incredible. And yet, here we are talking about it. <sighs> I thought I was going to get to the Alex Carp uh, second half, but uh, I do the making sense of the madness show today. I want to run out and get a coffee before I do that. So we're going to wrap it up a little bit early here on the paid portion of the broadcast. I do want to thank, we got a new uh, year-long subscriber. That's awesome. Lock it in, lock it in, lock it in. Share the links. Check out the documentary films, Loose Change, Final Cut, Fabled Enemies, Invisible Empire, A New World Order Defined, and Shade the Motion Picture. In particular, if you want to learn about the geoengineering, the solar radiation management, if you want to learn about the biological warfare being conducted on the human population for their admitted eugenics, population control, track trace database, social credit score, carbon credit allotment, transhumanist society. You want to learn that? Shade the motion picture is 100% for you. I want to tell people about the lineup today. We'll do that live. There's plenty of them. Show you guys the lineup. 
the lineup today is big and bad. You're going to find out that uh, at 10 a.m. in just moments on the other side, you're going to get Chad Canton. I'm fired up. Lee Valentine at um, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Then Matt Couch coming on at 12 p.m. Little break in between Couch and Berquist. And then we're going to have the RVM Roundtable, which is at 6 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Thursday. I absolutely 100% love, love, love being part of this network. And I love, love, love that so many of you have come over uh, to join what I believe is going to be one of the strongest alternative media outlets out there, especially on the run up to the 2024 election, if we have one. And that's why we focused on quote unquote election integrity. And we focused on the digital devices and the email voting and the machines today and the outward lies of the predator class, all of which are relevant. So uh, one more time, everybody. Thank you so much. I absolutely love you. Without you, I couldn't do this. It is never about left or right. It is always about right and wrong. And we must all, right, left, center, conservative, liberal, independent, all come together to fight and resist, become the great resistance to this very real new world order, great reset agenda that they are trying to push upon us via a false. And great narrative. See you on the flip. Love you.